What's the worst thing that you guys have seen a big bad evil guy do in a campaign? Mm-hmm. Like the most evil, sinister, nasty thing that made you pucker your asshole. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about it. Like a lot of our big bad evil guys have just been like very generic big bad evil guys like this beholder. Yeah, right? Like, why are you bad? Because you're a beholder. All right, we're going to kill you. Um, there's been very few um, notable, like, mustache-twirling, actually devious big bad evil guys that I've played uh, against. I mean, we've we've had uh, the uh, Rakshasa character from the previous campaign that uh, used its... Uh, shape change ability to change itself into several different serial killers and was going through doing several different it committed genocide at least twice yeah mm. um all all to really irk specific members of the party right like there's there's that level of stuff I think there's also kind of a generic... Uh, I don't know why you guys are struggling with this I've straight up murdered oh, your got, family members in I've, the, I'm good to go I'm just letting you yeah. yeah okay go ahead um, I think my favorite most evil thing was is uh, Saint Dacleos that uh, that Adam does for us once a year that d- d- ruins Christmas for everyone. <laughs> uh, but the the one year that you uh, played it when uh, when Jamie was in our group and everybody got a gift and distracted us with our greed and shiny things so that when the final person to go which was Jamie got a mimic was forced to fight it by himself because literally in the dark in the dark in magical darkness because literally everybody at the table did not give a fuck that he was about to die because we had the new shiny thing we were <laughs> could not even register that he was in trouble as any other person who has played in this party having almost died because the rest of the party didn't give a shit that I was fighting a mimic I get it. Get, he was getting legitimately mad that we were not helping him. And I couldn't even... My ears were not even hearing that he was in trouble. I didn't even know because I was so fascinated by this gift. So he used his big bad evil guy just to bestow gifts upon us so that he could kill one of us and we wouldn't care. We're truly testing our loyalty and we failed That's massively. Um, straight up murdering my daughter after weeks upon months upon uh, weeks of... Um, hunting her down to finally be able to rescue her. And as soon as we get there, literally the session, we free her from where she was trapped, straight up murder her and her unborn child in, in your arms. arms. Yeah. yeah. Adam yeah. killed my wife as well. So yeah. Slowly slit her throat in front of you. Yeah. I didn't go into detail about yours. So <laughs> it's a little personal here, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What about you, Adam? The most evil thing that I have ever done. And it's funny because it never, it, as a DM, it never hits our top ten. In my opinion, it was to Terry's character who was like, hey, you know what? I've got this big, deep backstory about how I've never been good enough for my father. Mm. And then the big, bad, evil guy who's just chaotic evil, as chaotic evil as they come, mm. popped in and said, hey, you know what? I've got your father chained up on this wall and then pulled back the curtain, sure enough he was. And he's like, you need to murder him for me or I will kill him and then you. Mm. And just trapped Terry in... In, I trapped him in a cutscene. Yeah. Of, of like, choose your own adventure. Like, you can, if yes, flip to this page. If no, flip to this page. Yeah. And I literally had a script with multiple pages on it. And I said, so, will you kill your father? And, and Terry's like, uh, 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 yes. Yeah, and I think that's because it happened really early in the campaign. Like, I expected that you maybe would do something like that later. But you did, you caught me off guard by doing it so early that I, it's like I wasn't prepared for that level of choice so early. I, like, I thought maybe we might, I don't know, fight three goblins or something. And you put that in front of me. So I was like, fuck, where's help? Anyone? What happened to the party? We split the party. We split the party. We played for three minutes and we split the party. <laughs> but I mean, I, I murdered a, a player character last night yeah. in my Tuesday group because we recorded these on Wednesdays. So 
Um, I and that was with Will O Wisps. Yeah, you've killed me with intellect of hours. Yeah, uh, I killed Jamie's character and then brought him back by sacrificing his best friend, who was a dwarf, who had to cut his own throat over the body of Jamie's character to bring him back after teaming up with the big bad evil guy. Mm. And the worst part about it is he was a dwarf that cutting his own throat. And he had to cut through his beard to do it. At yeah, he's done some pretty savage things. You killed my character, but with a death tyrant turning him into a zombie, so the rest of the party then had to kill me again. Yeah, like yeah. literally one minute after I died in the first place. Um, Adam has been like, we we're wrapping up this forbidden campaign with Lockie with these characters that we have been talking about since we started recording this podcast. Um, we're wrapping up this campaign, and Adam is just dropping these hints where it's like it is going to get. F- Far worse before it gets anywhere near better. And um, we yeah. entered into this campaign going, it's going to be a nice short one. It's going to be dark, but it'll be short, so it'll be fine. A year and a half later, we're all just like pulling ourselves through this campaign. Yeah. Um, because we've gotten so invested with our characters, with the relationships. Uh, oh, I, that's what I did on Sunday is I had the, the sorry, Dan. So I had the Dragonborn that had through chicanery gotten wings. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I had Demogorgon literally rip them off of her. After, after trying to get the paladin them. to do it for him. Yeah. So, like, I... I also like the vindictive things you've done like that as well. Because uh, I did, what was it, 214 damage in a single round. I heard about that. Yeah. And then the dragon proceeded to breathe on me and then fall on me. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, Classic terror. Falling would require an action. He may, she she merely stopped flying. Yeah. Okay. Um, and did, I don't know if falling did 180. No, no, 158 in a turn. Is that what it was? Yeah. Because I, I walked away with uh, 11 hit points. Because of 100 tons of dragon fell on you? 100 tons of the aspect of Tiamat fell on me. <laughs> Yeah, that's a free action. I guess. Yeah, I've done, I've, I'm a pretty good bad guy. Now thinking about it, I, nobody talked about sacrificing the the undead baby fetus. On the yeah, I was I was going to bring it up, and uh, that's what I was going to get to. Is there's been some things that have happened in the campaign because of big bad evil guys, but aren't it's actively like, committed it's by the big choices bad evil guys. that Adam does. Like I can't remember the detail. It's like the well, when, avatar when, of death or someone else that didn't, it sounded equally as bad. Yeah, the avatar of the anti-god. No, no, yeah. but but there was also the time that uh, that you guys ended up with a TPK. And then what I did was I made it so that you were all knocked out so that you had to make the choice which ones of your uh, favorite NPCs got their throats slit to raise Demogorgon yeah. into the world. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's, it's been... Uh, you made me sign a pact with a... Uh, coven of, of hags. Coven of hags. Yeah. Who are now walking around with... Uh, the skulls of the creatures we left in their care. Oh, you made me have sex with a hag. Yeah, well, yeah, and you guys left a, the, the last living Kenku in the world after the genocide, the little boy yeah. whose name was Snaps, because he snaps his fingers, Yeah, and he's like eight years old, and you guys left him in the care of the hags, and now the head hag is wearing his skull as a necklace. Snaps is dead? Yeah, yeah 100% dead. How? Why do we play this game? <laughs>
Welcome to It's a Mimic with your DMs, Adam, Dan, and Terry. Welcome to another episode of the It's a Mimic podcast, the roundtable Dungeons and Dragons discussion, where you never know what you're going to get. I am Dan, and with me are Adam and Terry, Hello. and today we're talking about red dragons. Not in the fucking remember, mood already. You remember when Not I gutted your prostitute girlfriend in the trees? Why did blood <laughs> rain down upon you? Why are you laughing? <laughs> you, should, you should clarify that it, it, she was an NPC in a Dungeons and Dragons game. Oh, Not, yes. not that and you gutted my prostitute girlfriend. <laughs> and, and and then I remember how immediately after that, one of the manticores that gutted it immediately became part of our party. Her. Gutted her. <laughs> wow, gutted dude. Her. Showing your true colors. Yeah. Sex well, workers are people, too. I'm a, ter- I'm a terrible person. So anyways, uh, today we're talking about uh, the final chromatic dragon. Uh, the big red baddie himself, the red dragon. Um, the... What? The We're talking red, about red dragons. Yeah, the dad. big red baddie himself. The, the red, red dragon. Yep, yep, doing it. Um, red dragons are probably the most iconic. Uh, we've had this discussion before with uh, which one do you feel is like the most iconic of the dragons? I know, Terry, you've said uh, red or green. Adam, you've said black or green before. Black's my favorite. Yeah, but uh, reds, by and large in this game, have become the... More iconic, uh, bad guy. They're the D and D dragon. They're the D and D dragon. They're they're on more uh, DM screens. They're on more book covers than any of the other types of dragon. Um, they're they are known to be large and they love to be in charge. Um, red dragons are uh, the most covetous and the most proud and prideful of all of dragon kind. Um, they suffer no other dragon to be around them believing themselves to be superior immensely than other dragons and that's but they have the muscle to back that up too but they also have the muscle to back it up um they are also incredibly um driven towards hoarding treasure they're the ones where like smaug where you have the massive pile of treasure they are the exact same way um with that gathering and gathering more and more treasure but they know um they know the amount of treasure they have in their hoard down to the single coin and if you should steal a single coin and they do not catch the thief that did it which they probably will but if they don't they will wreck every single village hamlet caravan freaking campground for miles around just to sate their wrath Hmm. they are evil vicious um, rageful beasts who um, seek dominion over everything. They are the emperors and kings, self-proclaimed of all dragon kind. Um, they uh, they crave status. They let they will uh, enslave human like uh, other chaotic evil humanoids um, either by wiping out the tribe's leaders and just saying I own you now, or by just straight up enslaving huge swaths of humans just to get other information um, on other red dragons or other dragons in the area and sending them out because red dragons, unlike all metallic dragons, can't shape change. So they've got to use their little minions to get the information about their kingdom. Um, from a mechanic standpoint, um, we're going to go from uh, the wormlings all the way up to see what a red dragon right out of the gate have more hit points than um, the dra- other dragons of the chromatic kind of the same age bracket. So a red uh, wormling has more 
hit points than any of the other wormlings. They are just meatier. They are bigger. They are stronger. Um, they also have uh, higher armor class, typically, than the other dragons. Um, they have blind sight right off the gate. Um, they have, sorry, fuck, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they have matter. blind, they have blind That's your right, t-shirt. That's going to be your t-shirt right, off, right the off the gate. Yeah. Right out of the bat. <laughs> um, and they start with their bites, which, I mean, it's decent enough at a D10 damage for a CR4, um, with an additional D6 fire damage. Um, but they also get their fire breath, which is 76, um, as a wormling red dragon. Uh, going up to the young red dragons, we have at a CR 10, we have slightly better AC, way more hit points. They're already faster. Um, their blind sight and dark vision all go through the roof as a 30 foot blind sight. Um, and as a young dragon, they get multi-attack, uh, with their bite and claws. Um, and their breath weapon does 16 D6. Moving to an adult red dragon. Um, which are a CR 17. These things, just as adults, are already beastly. They're already tier 4 threats. Um, they have their, again, slightly better AC, but another monster dump of hit points added on top. Their uh, speed is unchanged between a young and an adult red dragon. Um, however, their blind sight has definitely extended to a range of 60 feet, um, which means rogues, they're seeing you. This is also when your uh, dragon becomes legendary, uh, getting its three legendary resistances a day, as well as several legendary actions, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, they get their multi-attack, which uh, includes its frightful presence, which it also gets as an adult red dragon. Um, now its multi-attack is its uh, bite and two claws, but you could also choose as one of its actions to hit with its tail. We're still not seeing any wing buffets in these dragons, and I think that's sorely missed. Um, we also have their fire breath again, recharging on fives and sixes. That is 18 D six and as a CR 10, yeah, sorry, CR 17. <clears throat> that's freaking insane. It's insanity. Oh. Now as legendary actions, um, they can just detect, they make their perception check, which I would uh, like you to note that the perception is a plus 13. So as a legendary action, they see you, mm -hmm. they just do, um, they get their tail attack and Hey, there it is. They get their wing buffet. As a legendary action. Cost two actions to do it, but they can do it. Um, it does 2d6 um, damage to any creature within 10 feet of it. And then they get neck prone. I, I have a little correction. Sure. You said that the AC is higher across the board. Uh, the white dragon's AC is lower, but everything else is exactly the same until ancient. Okay. And then the red dragon has the highest AC, but it's by a matter of one. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, it's, it's enough to make a fraction of a difference sure yep um then we talk to or sorry then we get to the ancient red um he's got that ac of 22 um he's got that mountain of hit points which can be up close to if you go full max hit points you're getting close to 800 hit points 700 hit points with him um you have massive strength. He's immune to fire damage. Uh, his uh, perception's a 16. He's got his legendary resistances. He's got his multi-attack with his frightful presence again, which is a bite attack, which is doing 2d10 plus 10, plus another 4d6 fire damage. Um, you got his claw attacks, which are, again, massive, and his tail attack is there as well. 
Um, Frightful Presence is huge, but at this point, when you're fighting a CR-24 creature, which the Ancient Red Dragon is, most of your parties are immune to fear. For the most part. Mm. Um, so that's but not what, really... what's the save on it, though? Oh, 21 wisdom. There'll be one or two that, that'll panic. There'll be one or two that'll panic. And that, um, all of those NPCs, archers or whatever you brought with you to help fight you, mm-hmm. fight them, they're they're not immune to fear. Yeah, make no mistake, uh, Ancient <clears throat> Red Dragon is an end of the campaign big baddie will go. Yeah. yeah, this right? is where you bring in multiple forces to help you take this thing down. You spend an entire level 1 to 20 campaign building up the forces and the resources to take out one of these guys. They're huge. Um, they have a 26 D6 DC 24 dexterity saving throw fire breath. Well, you're taking full damage on that, aren't you? (laughs) Yep. Yep. And it's also a 90 foot cone. So everything that way is dead. (laughs) Just it's dead. It is cinders. It is ash blowing in the breeze. It is gone. Now, as uh, three legendary actions, they can also detect still. They can make one of their tail attacks as one of their legendary actions, or they can make a wing attack, which is, uh, again, their buffeting, which is a DC 25 dex save, or take 2d6 plus 10 damage and be knocked prone. The dragon can then fly up to half its speed, which is another 40 feet. These things are absolutely terrifying, absolutely huge, but... They got to live somewhere, so we're going to talk about their layers. Um, just we'll talk about the regional effects first because I find building into it is really really cool. Um, the region around a uh, red dragon's lair, which will be a mountainous region, they prefer mountains. Um, kind of think of the they like sitting on top of their throne and looking down amongst their subjects. So they're going to the highest points to rest their head, and that highest point is going to be a mountain top. And miles around that mountain or wherever their throne is, small earthquakes are common uh, within six miles. Water sources are warm and tainted by sulfur. Um, and rocky fissures within a mile of the of the lair, which, by the way, this is any adult or ancient dragon, will have uh, portals to the elemental plane of fire randomly pop up and uh, spew forth elemental fire into the world nearby. So... Fire elementals are just randomly wandering around. Now, if the dragon dies, these regional effects last for another 1d10 days before they'll finally peter out. In the lair itself, um, the dragon can have magma erupting in gigantic pillars of flame um, across the battlefield. These are doing, uh, they are 20 foot uh, high, 10 foot diameter, so 5 foot radius. Um, Geysers that are spewing from the ground. That's a relatively low dexterity save uh, to take 66 fire damage or half as much on a successful one. They could also trigger a, a small tremor or earthquake within, making everyone make a dexterity save or you know fall over. And lastly, they could fill uh, a section of their lair with volcanic gases, uh, causing each character uh, within there to um, roll a Constitution save or be poisoned. Until the end of its turn. While it's poisoned, that creature's incapacitated. Holy. Yeah. There is a lot going on with red dragons. And not a lot of it's surprising if, if, if you've been paying attention to the dragon episodes up until this point. Um, it's got a heavy fire bend. Uh, their breath attack just does fire. They are so infused with heat that their, breath, uh, their, their bite attack 
does fire damage as well. I, I love these things. So it says even that, that the oldest ones, their eyes look like like orbs of molten lava, right? Yeah, I love that. And I the young and the young ones, they, you can see like flame flickering in their bright oh, eyes. I love all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, guys, uh, quick little breakdown of that. Um, I do want to ask, what's your favorite tier for these guys? Mm-hmm. Like, what, which of these four is kind of your favorite to go to in a campaign? Do you yeah. do you start teasing them early as wormlings and then hit them big and hard at the end, or do you just slow burn up to your ancient red dragon? At the end of I the see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. What should so we roll for it? Let's grab the dice and roll for it. Fifteen. Five, six. Oh, sorry. I got I go five. First. So, Terry? Shall I answer all of your questions? Sure. Um, favorite tier for combat. You know what? I thought about it and it was like, I want to try some different things. I don't want to go for the obvious one, but I can't help it. The, the tier four later campaigns, that's, that's everybody's dream, right? Is to have the opportunity to somehow fight and defeat Ancient Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. That's like that is D and D in a box, isn't it? That's what you want. So for me, until I've been able to do that, that's going to be the tier that I want to see the the Red Dragon at is tier four. I mean, you know, I'm not going to turn it away at any point, but uh, that that would be a goal for me. Uh, favorite mechanical aspect? Yeah. Do you ask favorite mechanical aspect for me? Based on the lore and the characteristics of the dragon, because they'll sit upon mountains, because they like to fly over their lands and survey, because they're they're always looking out over their territory, is actually their passive perception. It's 26. Because they are always actively surveying their lands and sitting atop their mountains, you cannot sneak up on this person. Yes, your rogue might go undetected for a short while, but everybody else is going to be detected. So that whole idea, Adam said it a couple of times, is uh, that, you know, plans will never survive contact with the enemy. There, There is no plan for this. Or if you have a plan, that plan better include the fact that that dragon knows you are coming from at least six miles away. So the, for me, it sounds strange, but their passive perception, because it it uh, it takes away any element of surprise you may have for that dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other question? Did you ask me anything else there? No, no. no that was all it. right. Okay. Adam? Okay, my favorite tier for combat for these guys is going to be tier three. I'm, I'm the same as you. Just okay. because I want to dangle this in front of the party, and I want to destroy a kingdom before their eyes. I want the, the Siege of King's Landing. Oh, when they're not quite powerful enough to and even they know it. it yeah. They want to. The sorcerer's got an itchy wand finger on this one, yeah, right? Yeah. But everybody is just like, no, don't. Don't we you cannot will be do this? Fucking flambéed, right? The, th- the thing I love it is they're CR seventeen at level seventeen. Your full casters are—they've got their first ninth level spell. They're finally there. They've got it in their oh, head. Oh no, 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 no! Oh, I'm talking. I'm going to drop an ancient drop dragon an ancient on at tier three. Oh, at, at tier, tier three. three. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want. I want you guys to know you're utterly fucked. That's like and going this- from uh, when you're in middle school. And you're the big kid to the older kid. Yeah. And you think you run shit until your first day in high school when you're like, oh, no, actually, I don't at all. Yeah, you're still flying high off of that beholder kill you just had. Yeah, good job, And the champ. ancient red dragon comes in and just reminds you where your place in the in the food chain really is, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's when I like... And, and then they know we got to deal with that eventually, right? Yeah. I also... Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hate me for this. My favorite thing about red dragons is the fact that they are so completely chaotic and and just ridiculous that they can't be a big bad evil guy. In my opinion, okay, they're just too full of rage. They just destroy rage. Yeah, there there's nothing that. What, what are you gonna do? Have a complex scheme? 
They're, they're, they are, once you have defeated your big bad evil guy, these guys come in for the actual final battle. In my opinion, I know that they've got an intelligence of 18, but they're just too angry to use it. Yeah. So, I like the idea of them being controlled. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Right. Like the oh, Dungeons yeah, and Dragons no. movie. Yeah, no. Right. I was kind of with you. Until that, but we oh, mentioned... I, I didn't mean control, I meant manipulated. No, I mean specifically controlled. Because then when you kill the Lich or Evil King or whatever it is, the, the Mind Flayer, and the Red Dragon wakes up, now you've got a final battle, right? Who's going to get out of this alive? Yeah. Because these things are environmental hazards more than anything else. That's, yeah. And that's my favorite thing about it. That's my favorite mechanical aspect about it is I know, I know that it says that... Or it's implied heavily that there's no... If, if you cast a fire spell, or you knock over a, a torch, or you put the torch down, you're not burning the house down. Unless it specifically says in the spell, this will catch things on fire in this radius, right. whatever. And there's nothing like that in the Dragon Breath. No. But fucking come on. Yeah. Right? Oh, I, I, I am... You and I have both said multiple times that we don't like the fact that there are no auras anymore in D&D. There should be a like sweltering heat that just radiates off these guys. You should not be able to stand toe to toe with a red dragon without sweating. Yeah, that for me is sessions, you know, stuff of common sense stuff is but look, th- th- like exactly like you said an aura or this is dragon breath, it will set you and everything it touches on fire. Including your magic items. Uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, some magic items. I think that you some. should you should be able to find magic items in the in the base of a volcano. Right, but in my head, and I, I've always wanted to do this in a D and D campaign, but I feel like it's splitting hairs. But it just makes sense to me. There should be five kinds of fire. There should be the basic fire that you have resistance to. That's your normal fire spells and so on and so forth. Yeah. Then there's lava, elemental fire, dragon breath, and and uh, hellfire. And you need to upgrade your fire resistance as you go. Yeah. Right. Would be- you put hellfire above dragon breath? Absolutely, because it is a a plane of pure burning evil and torment. Dragon breath is magic, but it's not planar magic. And elemental is lesser than it's it's natural, um, natural fire come to life as opposed to dragon, which is magical, and then and then hellfire, which is pure almost magical, kind of, and then also almost kind of like yeah. divine. It's, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's. And, and I would, and I would say that things like sacred flame or other certain, you know, there's, there's your fire cleric, your light clerics, which are all fiery and whatnot, would be able to tap into that sometimes, right? So there's different levels of fire. Dragon fire needs to be scarier than it is. And it should just light everything on fire. Look at their wings in the picture. I would their probably, wings have been have been burned and they're in tatters. I would even describe dragon fire as actually being like blue and white, like as it comes out more than red. Yeah, know? yeah. To to describe the heat of it. Yeah. So anyway, that my favorite mechanical thing of it is the the fire, and I don't think we're playing enough with it. It's just copy paste from previous dragons, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not cold. It's not lightning. It's not acid. What's our other one? Necrotic. Mm, okay, I guess we have fire left. Here we go, red dragon. Right. Yeah. Like, I want I want something more. Yeah, that that's fair enough. I mean, I I disagree with you on the them not being able to be a the maniacal I, planner and I like, think that your level twenty bard is going to get under his skin and just be able to put him on tilt. He's going to be able to 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 get in his head and psych him out and make him tweak, and he's no longer your big manipulative bad guy. He is a brute. Yeah, I mean, you can have 
intelligence. You can have super intelligence and still just have roid rage or still just... Everybody still has See, their the mood. The dragon that's roid raging is the white in my mind. No, but that, the, 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 the red no, dragon not rage, takes though. no... The, yeah, that's not, not, not rage. That's just being primitive. That's just being primal. What I'm saying is he can be a maniacal thinker, but you can piss him off easily. Like, that's rage. You've made him angry he knows deep down inside this is probably not smart but he's just ra- people get mad that the, the smart the smartest people in the world get mad you know yeah no I'm, I'm i'm with you i still would say that he because it does mention things like him controlling uh you know entire cultures of people and and uh really seeking to slave uh trying to have his status mean more than anything else being waved off is just you know, slightly angrier version but, of other dragons. But they do that in the in the lore itself, in the text, is the fact that if you take a single gold piece, he burns that kingdom he built to the ground. If he doesn't catch the guy. If he doesn't catch... Right, but still, right? Like, that's, so that's the same I, thing. I, I, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, they could be angry, yeah, they could be big. And I think a lot of it is also a little bit of... There is a certain amount of familiarity that is associated with red dragon so that when you go into them you know they're the big angry red fire breathing dragon they are so uh stereotypical there's there's such a almost cliched thing to play against the table that a lot of people like to just either downgrade their power or their intelligence or or whatever it is to shoe the hoard shoe hoard them into other levels of the game or they add to the dragons and we've seen this in previous editions as well where they've like stapled a Baylor to uh, a red dragon's chest to up his power. Or uh, there's been others that have taken like um, shards of the elemental plane of fire and injected in, into their chests to uh, enhance their firepower. Yeah, and I think that's the people that have seen it before though, but I'm firmly in belief and I don't think there's any way we can get these numbers that D&D now has more new players than experienced players. Oh, 100%. Today. So and, these people are not looking for that at and, this point. And how often do you run into an ancient red dragon where you can tackle them? How many campaigns get to level 20? Yeah. Very, very rarely. Most people are going to, sorry, Dan, most people are going to fight a, an ancient red dragon in a one shot yeah. because they want to do it, right? So when you're putting them in a campaign, to me, okay, so here's the difference. All right. Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men. He's evil. He's manipulative. He's got everybody's number and he runs the show. I've never seen it. Fuck off, Oh, Terry. my God, Terry. <laughs> well, I can't and, and then Tom Cruise gets under his skin on the stand. And all of a sudden, when he oh, can't yeah, handle it anymore, it. he goes on, you can't handle the truth rant. And he blows up all of his plans and he condemns himself out of rage. I'm not saying the Red Dragon is that way all of the time. But I'm saying when you kick off that last battle, when you finally go toe-to-toe and get into a fight with him, it is because that's it. Gloves off. Here we go. Fuck yeah. You. Okay. No. I'm right. And so that's what I mean by by rage. The the barbarian is just gonna piss in his lair. The bard is just gonna like cut, like vicious mockery, cutting words at him. Yeah. Right. They're just going to get the paladin is gonna be like, yeah, but my god, right? And, and he's just yeah. not gonna have anything else to say. <laughs> Which then, is better than you. Yeah. So. It, it, it's fine. Okay. Fine. Fuck. Fine. Here we go. I'm fighting you. This is it. And I don't think there's much more. To that, 
I, I kind of see it as a, a similar thing, but it'd be like they would have all of their best plans and we're going to, we're making these plans and we're going to go and invade this region. And I just imagine the cobalt accountant coming in for the weekly report. And I'm sure. We're down five coins in the east. We're fucking what? Just like losing his mind. Forgetting the plans. This is just like a dragon-shaped hole in the side of the mountain. Oh, he's mad again. He's enslaved several Duergar whose job are just to uh, like craft uh, tables and chairs for him to throw across the room. The sign comes back out in the staff room now interviewing you accountants. (laughs) Same sign from last week. It has been zero days since an outburst. (laughs) (laughs) But but seriously, if if you do that to a green dragon... He's going to narrow his eyes, and he's coming back for revenge. You do that to a black dragon, he's just going to straight up try to gut one of you and book it. You'll never do that to a white dragon because he's already come at you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and a blue dragon will say, okay, I'll see you in three levels. Yeah. And he's going to go off and, and, like, he's not even mad. Not in your face, right? He's going to step back. But a red dragon is just going to eat your head. <laughs> yeah. Right? The, Fair like, enough. Yeah, no, I see what you're step saying. Step one, breath weapon. Step two, fly. Step three, Breath weapon. Breath weapon. Yeah, right. Like there's there's no there's no real tactical move it, here the way that there would be with the black dragon stalking you or a white dragon hunting you or whatever it is. So right? if there's no straight up tactic, let's let's ask let's ask this question Ooh, now. Okay. What is a unique, unexpected, unorthodox tactic for red dragon? Rolling. Let's we're gonna roll dice on this one. Again. Doesn't 19. count. It's gotta be oh, in the box. On, you hit the Dan. mic with it too. <sighs> 18. Adam's going first. You're just going second. I'm still going last. The DM is going last all the time right now. It's unheard of. The red dragon is not... He does not want to have the final word. Your smoking body is the last word. That's his last laugh. His last laugh is going back to his, his lair after he's decimated you and your family and your village and your kingdom and your species. And he's going back... To his lair, and he's going, ha, ba, yeah, got him, yes, right, looking in the mirror, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, right, because he won, just like pounding his chest, yeah, yeah. So, unlike the black dragon, sorry, that's going to peel your skin off and keep you alive, or the blue dragon that wants you to know he's going to leave one survivor, and he wants you to spread the word. The red dragon is just like, yes, yes, is what it is. The white dragon is just eating you, moving on to the next, right? You, you said a word, so the white dragon killed you, Yeah. yeah. So the red dragon does not hunt, doesn't stalk, doesn't sneak. The red dragon flies down beside the house and blows fire through the window. This is not roll initiative. This is roll a deck save. Yeah. And no, you don't have advantage on this. Yeah. You are just going to... It's a 90-foot cone, and he just came at you. In the middle of the night, you don't get a deck save because you're asleep in your camp. There's no, there's no social encounter that starts this off. Mm-hmm. There's no warning sign that, that this is coming. He just hits. And he continues to hit until he thinks you're dead. And that's the scary thing about him is that he is going to, he is going to dash. He will double move into your space right now. And he's not going to wait, right? He's not going to try to strategically come in from the north during the, nope, none of that shit. Beeline. Here it is. This fight's coming to you. I'm stronger than you. I'm better than you. I'm bigger than you. And you're going to burn. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, you know, some people can say that arrogance is a weakness in a way, but I mean, they marginally got, so. You know? Have you guys seen? They've seen, got the ability to back it up. Have so. you seen the footage of, of Muhammad Ali, like, just ducking, what is it, like 29 yeah, like, yeah. jabs in less than. 
15 seconds and then and the other guy's exhausted and he just sits there and like taunts him and he just like wiggles his head at yeah, him. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do right that is a red dragon but out of anger like i'm just you can't hit me i am better than you i am going to hit you clever lang from rocky three good movie yeah <laughs> but you haven't fucking seen a few good men oh uh, i have i realized that okay all right okay, i didn't like it God, God. <laughs> jesus christ Terry. all right so um, are we just gonna get a, like a tally of the like iconic movies Terry hasn't seen. <laughs> um, and, and and all of the really normal words that you can't pronounce. Yeah. <laughs> but, Terry, god damn it, damn. <laughs> all right, so but but and to answer like your your big concept of of well this is cliche. This is standard. I feel like this is the time you're allowed to be. But I also, I, the, the, I 100% agree. Yeah, but also there needs to be a cliche. There How does. many different types of dragons do we have? One of them is going to be the angry fire-breathing dragon. <laughs> and and at some point in Dungeons and Dragons, when you say, hey, we're going to fight the dragon, it should be exactly yeah. what you signed. It's on the wall together. behind you, right, right there on that DM screen. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw different different demons at you and different devils. I'm gonna throw uh, freaking outsiders and angels are gonna have weird motivations behind yeah. them and, and what the fuck is a Modron thinking? Right? And you're never gonna know what the one, shit one, is. One one zero one zero zero yeah, one okay, one yeah. zero zero one. So but but uh, when a red dragon comes at you, you should know. You signed up for this. You know this is coming. You saw it burn down the kingdom. The whole, like, the palace got melted. And then it flew away. And then you decided to go check that out. You know what this is. Mm-hmm. There's no surprise. So that's, that's for me, my unorthodox usage is don't break the mold on this. Have him come in, like, just... Your unorthodox usage is to... Is to be orthodox? Is to be orthodox. It, 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 yeah, is to play this one straight. I, cool. Well, I actually I agree with it, though, because I think there's... You're right. There's times when it's just leaning into the cliche. This You've got... A, I was going to say, you got a million dragons to choose from. Yeah, you've got about 12. you got about 12 dragons to choose from. <laughs> you've got 12 dragons to choose from. It may feel like there are a million after these episodes. Yeah, maybe. but there's a time, right? There's a time when this is what... This is the time when people want this. I want this. I've never fought a red dragon, an ancient red dragon like this. I want to be terrified and experience that. Well, and and it's one of those things that I, I think has... A fifth edition has done a bit of a disservice to the ancient red dragon and ancient dragons in its elk. And they're just gargantuan. They are just really big they are not massive like one of my most prized possessions we've mentioned her a couple times on the podcast is sheila sheila is my colossal red dragon miniature that i've had for i really thought you were going to say your wife yeah i thought maybe my wife's not my and then i was thinking who's sheila but yeah (laughs) but like sheila's made it onto the instagram page as a couple things my kids know i love that dragon so much that more than them yes no 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 do not more than two of them no that when they were going to have a picture at their like a picture day at their school where they needed to do something like their dad because it was a Father's Day thing, they said they needed two things: a hammer because I'm a construction worker, and Sheila. Those are the two things they need. Sheila's the name of my hammer. Yeah, the last woman, I and knew, I'm not a construction worker. The last <laughs> ladies. Who's <laughs> just talking about my no, kids, so- man? <laughs> Never mind. I had one, buddy. I like yours better. <laughs> but, um, Terry, what about you? An, an unorthodox usage. Uh, my unorthodox usage is to y- use the arrogance of the red dragon against them, okay? If you know they are all rage and fire and decimation, that is great. And if you know how to trigger that, that's great. Because then you can trigger it on your enemies. 
That's fine. So um, there's time and a place when we can, it's the whole enemy of my enemy is my friend type thing. This person is not your friend at all. Definitely not. But if there's an area that you need decimating, uh, it could be a good idea to let this dragon think that those people did something wrong against it. And uh, and decimation is what you shall get. So my unorthodox usage is maybe don't try and fight that dragon head on yourself. But if you can trick them into fighting your enemies somehow by leaning into their rage, then either you'll have that dragon killed or you'll have your other enemies killed. And that can work just as well. No, I have to agree with you, though, 100% about the, the idea of trying to point it at someone else. How do you kill the Tarask? You send a red dragon after an ancient yeah. red dragon, right? Yeah. yeah. And let's be completely honest. It is not going to be hard to manipulate a red dragon into killing somebody. You sneak in there, you steal that one coin, and you plant it on somebody. Yeah. Right? These are dragons that uh, if they kill someone who was a particular thorn in their side or an adventurer of power or a king of power or something like that, these dragons will put trophies of these characters' items up on the walls, around them, so they could bask in the glory of the defeat of the half-melted statue of the local hero. Yeah, right? right? Yeah. So go in there, steal like that ancestral sword, and just drop it in your enemy's pocket. And it's more, what would you rather have around? So the, the Tarask, which is just going to destroy the entire world and just wander all over it, and or the ancient red dragon that's going, this is my mountain, fuck off and never come here. Perfect. Okay, you, you're yeah. done. I'll go and move, live on the other continent. Uh, by the way, that Tarask stole your magic lamp, so... This is how you get rid of a blue dragon. <laughs> Yeah, right? So, uh, the, just snowball the problem. <laughs> the thing for me that I think is hardly uh, and horribly underused for red dragons is their ability to, like, start earthquakes. Mm. Like, to, to, yeah, they're going to land next to you and they're going to b- blow their fire on you, but they're going to make sure you are as off footed as possible before they hit the ground. And what are they going to do? They're going to cause earthquakes. They're going to cause tremors. They're going to hit the ground so hard that they cause a tremor. They're going to pull the essence of fire up from the ground, which is going to cause the earth to shake. Now everyone is, it's difficult terrain everywhere and everyone's off-footed. Like, so, I, 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 I love the fact that they are not only just fire-based, they're volcanic. So, uh, okay, I'm, I'm with you. But what does it look like when you hit a party with an earthquake? And so the very simple answer for me is, you know, it's up in the mountains. You guys are crossing rope bridges or you're teetering on a ledge and it's a skill challenge. There's earthquakes shaking the ground or you're not sure foot or whatever. But that's that's the environment side. I want you to look at a bullet. They actually have the ability to like do like it's not really thunder damage, but like they land and it it. They cause tremors in the ground. It's like a shockwave out from them. That is the kind of thing that I would be doing with a red dragon. Uh, Especially the regional effects and the lair effects and whatnot when all this stuff is going off. I'm going to start looking at other monsters. Like the uh, Zeratan, which is the earth elemental, the big gargantuan one, has like tremor shit going on from Mordenkainen's. Yeah. Right? And so this is where I'm looking for inspiration mechanically on how to utilize these earthquakes beside, oh, you guys... Feel the ground shake. Well, the thing, the way I would do it is I would be as cinematic with it as possible. This is to mess up the battlefield. That's what this is here for. This is adding uh, chasms with lava moving underneath. Right, them. but but I'm talking about what save do you use? How much damage does it do? Are they knocked prone? All of this stuff. There are tools. Uh, and there are clues in yeah. other monsters that are land based that you can find. Yeah, and I would. So I, w- I would also there. even if even if they're outside of their lair, 
I would use a smaller version of like that uh, that fire uh, geyser. The fire geyser mechanic in their lair action. I'd use a slightly lesser form just as an aura around the dragon. If this thing's on the ground walking and stalking towards you, gouts of flame should be shooting out of the ground around it. The ground should be cracking under its feet. This thing should just exude raw fury and power. Mm-hmm. And and no other way is going to do that than having literally the ground breaking up under it. I, I like the idea as well of them being so like elitist and arrogant that almost that video game style, you get the boss to zero hit points and then the health bar changes color and then the, when they get bigger. I like the idea of if they're close to death in their lair, if there's portals to the plane of fire... Why are they not like dragging you into the plane of fire with them, and then their their find their last stand is there in their true environment? Like I, I or 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 pulling you into a Vernus to fight in the fields over the Tiamat spawning pools. Yeah, I like think these, these things should be causing hell for your party, and not just in the land that they're in. And I yeah, think, I'm sorry if I'm thinking Tiamat spawning pools. I just uh, it's not fire, but it's just sticky. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Super gross. Does Tiamat but have also nipples? Does I... Does Tiamat have nipples? I mean, we got the miniature. We could check. No, it, she's a lizard. No, she's not. She's warm-blooded. Dragons are not lizards, you fuck. <laughs> no more so than a dinosaur is. I, I, you call a dragon a lizard and see what happens. Yeah. I've done it. Not. It doesn't end well for any of my characters. No. Uh, at least three Oscars have died because he's called it a lizard. <laughs> Maybe the slightly smaller one will will agree. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so that's it for uh the mechanics and tactics for your red dragons next we're going to be covering some social stuff after a word from this hey guys dan here with adam um, normally this is a commercial spot but because year one of the it's a mimic podcast has surpassed all of our expectations because of you guys and uh, the interactions we've had with you guys, this community that's built up around this podcast, we really wanted to reach out to you guys and give you kind of a taste of what year two is going to be like. It's going to be even better. So normally we do lore episodes, and uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to start looking at the popular campaign settings that have been published already for 5th edition. Our world-building series that we've had through year one is changing to be a breakdown of the races in Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. Yep, we're still going to do class breakdowns because we're not even halfway done the subclasses, so each class is going to get even more subclass breakdowns as we go. Some of them will even have three or four episodes because of how many they oh, have. Oh yeah. We're going to be changing our coverage of the mob mentalities and changing it to a portfolios as we break down some of the big monsters in D&D. Yep, we're also going to take our dungeon mastery episodes and we're going to focus more on mechanics and the nitty gritties of the game and how to use them in session. We are also still going to be continuing with our really popular dragon mastery episodes but instead of covering all the chromatics, now we're covering the metallics and more. We have more actual plays coming, including sequels to some of the stuff that we've already put out there. We've got more giveaways coming this year, more mailbags, and more random specials. But most importantly, the thing that Dan and I are the most excited about is this second show that we are building. It's called The Campaign Builder, and it's Adam and I with our two completely different DM styles, kind of building inspiration for a campaign from session zero to the very end. We're going session by session, tier by tier, level by level, encounter by encounter, idea by idea, even if they suck. (laughs) Yes, even the bad stuff will be in there so you can hear our foibles and how much that we are just as 
human as you. We also want your interaction. It's going to be a highly interactive uh, show, and so it's going to be on the same channel. It's going to be an additional episode on the channel every week, so you're going to get to hear our voices twice. We're not apologizing for that. You're welcome. But you know where to find us, okay? But your friends don't. We have our website. It's www.itsamimic.com. We're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and most of the podcast catchers. But the thing that we are lacking more than anything else is the word of mouth. It really helps us. We need reviews on iTunes and every podcast catcher out there. And and we need social media tags. So I'm kind of selling my soul to please help us get the word out because this upcoming year is just going to be more and more. It's bigger and better. And Dan is never going to sleep again. No, no. I rarely sleep now as it is. Anyways, uh, guys, thank you again so much for the success of year one. We're really looking forward to year two, but we should really take the ball gag off of Terry because he's getting itchy and we need to record. Yes, that's more excitement than I'm comfortable with welcome back to the it's a mimic podcast uh so up next we're going to be talking about social encounters with these guys and we've already kind of briefly touched on this your red dragons aren't necessarily in a talking mood so gentlemen i want to uh let's grab our dice let's roll for initiative here i want to know what does a social encounter with your red dragon look like We got a 10. We got a 3. I, I, was, bringing, I was slow to roll because I was bringing up my page of notes. Okay, so favorite social encounter only? You don't want me to go through the whole gamut of questions that we're dealing with? Just just social. Just just this right now. Okay. A social encounter with a red dragon, my ideal is going to be with a young red dragon. Because this is all the bluster and fury and, and anger of an ancient in a very sm- smaller package. And you get to throw a tantrum with this thing. And I think that that's a lot more fun um, when you have a level 14 party with a CR 10 young red dragon just losing its shit. And like maybe maybe somebody dragged it down. It woke up in a dungeon. How did I get here? Mm-hmm. Right? A, a blue dragon, a, an adult blue dragon swooped in and whooped its ass. And now it's just fucking angry. Yeah. Right? And it's just throwing a fit it's it's legendary actions are used on knocking down pillars and and tipping over the chair in the corner and it's just it is it's a child it's a it's a 13 year old losing its mind but but no this this to me is definitely the that's the social encounter because i think that your players will know that one of them will die even level 14 to cr 10 yeah one of them will probably die from the 16 d6 fire damage you know that this breath weapon is going to do it's still a beast it's got like on average 178 hit points that's hefty it's going to drop somebody yeah so you don't really want to go toe-to-toe with it you probably could but it's gonna hurt and you probably just want to calm this thing down and if it's not even really attacking you it what's the big deal Mm -hmm. i like the idea of maybe putting this raging young dragon in prison with your party, your party gets arrested and goes down into the dungeons and there are a number of other criminals and then at the end of the hall is a red dragon whose fire breath goes off every time that someone walks by. <laughs> right? And so now, you're, you know, your rogue is picking the lock with the rack bones that he found in the corner or whatever, right? And everybody steps out and there's just a red dragon breath weapon coming at you guys. <laughs> or you could stop and he's like, free me, free me, free me, free me and I will fuck them up. I will go upstairs and I will just end everyone. <laughs> right? And I, that, that is a fun social encounter because I mean, even your lawful good party will go, 
Well, if we don't have to fight all the guards. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing how those paladins come around real fast. (laughs) When they don't have their armor or or sword. Well, technically, I'm not the one doing the killing, so (laughs) I guess it's okay. You're not wrong. It's amazing how quickly... I mean, you did it last night with the cleric. Uh, Okay, blah, blah, blah. An encounter starts. Okay, well, you were asleep, so you don't have your armor on. Okay, well, I'll just hang back in the tent for now, and I'll kind of see what happens. How and very a, noble a, of you. A player died because they were busy putting on armor. Because they didn't want to come out there with, with low armor. Which they did not start to put on immediately, by the way. It was a couple of rounds, I think, before she decided to start. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Inter-party um, politics. Everyone has all the noblest of intentions when their plate mail is on. <laughs> <laughs> on. That That's a tattoo I'm going to get. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I'm kind of going in the same vein with my social encounter, and it is a adult red dragon who is dealing with a gold dragon or a ancient blue or something in the area, and they need it gone. But because of some sort of draconic pact or something else like that, they know they can't do it, so they're gonna send you out to test its limits, see if maybe. We could weaken it enough so that they could swoop in and get the final kill. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, dragon that will levy its wealth with no intention of actually giving it to you, but knows that a party will, you know, is enticed by the shiny things under its feet. So it will draw you in. Parties are just a group of mortal individuals who think they're a dragon collectively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Exactly. My, my money, my hoard, don't steal from me. If you do, how many players... Have gone not saying, wait a minute, what do you mean my gold is gone? Yeah, exactly. They're all just red dragons. The gold that they never spend yeah. anyway, because yeah. they just steal everything. You don't need to listen to the rest of this episode. The only inspiration you need is Steve sitting in the corner of your table, right? What, like, yeah. <laughs> what, level, what level 14 rogue flips his gourd when some bartender tries to charge him a gold for ale? Yeah. It's like, what? what is this? Lined with freaking dragons? Like unicorns tears? I did this no, no, last no. night with a golden harp that we found. I've been with this group for three, maybe four sessions now. Just getting to know everybody. And then one of the players was like, okay, I'll put that golden harp in my bag of holding. I was like, whoa! I took that golden... I don't need it. I'm a druid. I was like, I took that golden harp. I decide where it's going. It's going in my hands and that's where it's staying. Like, absolutely no need for this fucking harp whatsoever. Yeah, it was nearly heartbreaking. <laughs> Woof. Took it so, on the harp strings. The, the other... The other... <laughs> Anyways, the uh, other one I would have is they enslave groups of evil humanoids of orcs and kobolds and lizard folks and are they are they all evil? Like they're not going to enslave good just because they can. It uh, so, well, they demand fealty from chaotic evil humanoids. They enslave those who don't immediately bend to their will. So I think the chaotic evil ones they're giving them an opportunity to just bend the knee. But everything else is like, no, you're, you're mine. But, yeah. but, but what does a dragon's slave look like? I know what a drow slave looks like. I know what a mind flayer slave looks like. What does a dragon's slave do? It's the one... They pay taxes, right? Like, that, that's the thing? Well, they pay taxes. They are messengers. They're spies. They're informants. They're... Is Donald Trump a red dragon? <laughs> All right, never no, mind. No, no. Orange dragon. Yeah, but let's, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Well, I, this is that old argument of are they truly evil? Because to them, 
it's not evil intentions. They genuinely believe it is their divine right to rule. I don't know. I, I think that Red Dragon's like, evil! <laughs> yeah, no, I completely Maybe. agree. I, think, I just think that they think it's their divine right to rule all. Like, well, I, I, I think it's their divine right. Great Britain. Dragons of Great Britain. <laughs> it's their divine right to say, we don't give a fuck what your morality is. Yeah. There's no good or evil here. There's fire. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> Boom. There it is. All right. So most of the uh, humanoids that are enslaved or enthralled to a uh, red dragon live in constant fear of being roasted. I love how they phrase it in the book. Um, so like roasted like Ricky roasted. Gervais roasted, like them? the group chat. Like what? <laughs> no, they're all like bards. <laughs> like put on a spit and turned. Um, so I think another interesting social encounter you can have is your party have been retrieved by agents of the red dragon who are. They do not want to upset this thing, so they are bringing you alive and well to have a meeting with the dragon. Why? Because someone in your uh, close group of friends, one of your allies, or maybe a mutual enemy has stolen something from them, and it is not worth the dragon's time to take care of it. So you could do it. No, I like what you're saying, but I like the idea that the dragon's too pissed off and raging. is like pacing back and yeah. forth. Yeah, oh yeah. But then has his advisor is like taking care of it. It's like promising. It's like, we would like to just to speak to the individual. We want to fucking kill him! <laughs> we don't want necessarily want to kill him. We just want to collect what is rightfully ours. Almost like there is an equal, po- equally powerful and wealthy red dragon in the neighboring mountain range. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, they can't go directly head to head because it would just destroy everything, including all their wealth. Yeah. And both of them. So they're just like taking pot shots at each other yeah. through their minions. So I, I love this idea. Terry, what do you got for a um, social encounter for with a social Red Dragon? I like the idea. Okay. This is going all the way back to like tier one. Going back in the Adventures Guild and all of the notices are posted. Go and save Farmer Jack's sheep at fucking right now. Dragon Egg. Gotcha. Yes. I, well, I like the idea of something seemingly easy, like, go and get this magic item and bring it to this person and receive payments. <laughs> Farmer so Joe's cow went missing. Dragon. Go find it. But it's this dragon, and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, we have to be very careful. Like, so I like the idea of very early being introduced into this ancient red dragon, who you have now proven yourself valuable. Oh, I love magic items. You can go and collect all of the magic items for me. And it's like dealing with a ticking fucking time bomb yeah, when but, you're talking to and, them. And, and, and it is. Now... I know you heard me say all. I don't mean most. I don't mean all except one. I mean all. Oh, every it's magic Ron item with bacon. Yeah, every, every <laughs> one that you, every magic item you have, including oh, that's a nice sword. I will take that as well. Yeah, exactly. You can keep it until you bring it back, so that you can go get that magic sword. And I want two magic swords, and this is done. Mm-hmm. I like this because it forces the players to use things other than strength. To other than strength stat to try and get themselves out of an encounter. So, but it's not like a green dragon. It's not bargaining. There's no bargaining here. It's just it's, ticking time. It's not will you, it's you will. This, yeah. But to try and defuse this, this is the hardest trap that the rogue has ever had to try and defuse. Um, is this fucking red dragon that's in front of them that will just decimate them immediately if not satisfied. But you've done so well in finding this magical lamp. I now want you to go on in your right, Adam, collect all of these. Yeah. And then worrying the That's like the ultimate swordfish. Yeah. Like the from that the movie Swordfish and the scene of the swordfish where the guy's hacking. It's just this time it's a red dragon breathing over your neck. 
with its hot little breath, and you have to open up that chest because I can't. So you have to, and you had better do it quickly. But I like I like to manipulate players so much that it's kind of like you know like Grand Theft Auto where you end up just kind of working for everybody. That would be that would be the early introduction, but then you're off on some other campaign somewhere, and then you're surrounded by his enemies that are now like, look. We need you to do something, and here's your daughter or something as a hostage. So then you're kind of stuck between them. I love that. That's true stress. That would be yeah. a wonderful game. Yeah. Noted. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to a shout-out here. And uh, we, if you listen to the podcast, you know we're usually either shouting out our gaming groups or mostly Instagram channels. Um, this is not any of those. This is a loyal follower of the podcast who I see posting in the Podbean app. I'm, I'm of the three of us who listen to podcasts around this table. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that actually uses the Podbean app for it. And, uh, am I wrong with that one? I use iPhone podcast app. So yeah, I'm am I allowed I'm to say Spotify. iPhone? Uh, yes, you are, but you now owe, owe Apple quite a lot of money. Because oh, I was shit now, so do I. Because I'll, <laughs> I'll switch to Huawei real fast. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I just want to shout out a guy who has listened from way back in the day. He's constantly commenting on the uh, episodes, and he is uh, always tossing insights and, his, and and whatnot. That well, we don't always respond to everything, we but don't, we see it all and go, ha, 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 ha. And then life happens. And then and life, then, and then the life happens. And then- so I want to shout out our loyal <laughs> listener and and friend of the show, Doigan, on Podbean. He's the... Uh, and that's it. No, 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 no. Seriously, we have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> and we see all of his comments, and it's like, there's good insight in who that. Is he? Yeah. Is it even a dude? We don't know. Where's he from? He, no, she, and or they. Like, we know nothing about... But, like, probably our most prolific... Commenter on yeah, our Yeah, absolutely. Our episodes, for and, sure. And, and just every week, or not even every week, sometimes three times a week, yeah. there'll be a new a new comment on. Doig, and who are you? Who are you? Reach out to us and be like, sup? Yeah. Tell us, just tell us where in the world you are. Yeah, let, let us know what's not going exactly. on because you you are a mystery. I think that you might be a lizard person. Doig and Sam, are you one of the 35 plus people or whatever in Sweden that are downloading us? We're pretty big in, in like, Scandinavian countries. Yeah, we're good. We're which big is, in Scandinavian. Which is weird. We were big in Australia, too, and then it burned to the ground. Are you the German? Are yeah, you the, the single one German? German person that's downloading <laughs> our podcast? Anyways, man, uh, or or maybe... Or woman? Woman. Uh, Doigan, thank you so much for listening, um, and thanks for commenting. Keep it up. Uh, really well, we do up. enjoy it. We it's do just, enjoy we're it. We're really bad good. at responding to, to Podbean. life, right? Because I don't log into Podbean. As, yeah. as much as you may not be able to believe this, we have to do more than just this podcast. <laughs> we have to go and try and earn money because we live in the most expensive city in the world by choice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we're moving on to campaign usage for these guys. Um, for our Red Dragons, we've done this a bunch of times, so I just want to know... We're going to roll the dice. We're going to roll initiative. What is a unique campaign usage for your red dragons? I got an eight. And we got a one. Dan I got, got a 19. I got a 19. You're going first again. Um, I, I, I briefly mentioned it. This this uh, terror of this dragon walking across the realm, cracking the ground, and, and uh, gouts of flame spewing up from where it goes. Uh, we also have touched on the fact that their regional effects cause almost this um, hellish landscape to just emanate from their mountain. So I want to have a, like an ancient elvish heritage site that 
is uncovered from this swath of forest or the swath of uh, plain after an earthquake opened it up and freed it. And now you have to go in this Red Dragon's territory as a tier two campaign, maybe tier three. You know there's a big ancient red dragon up there. And you know if he flies over here once, he's going to see these ancient ruins. So you got to get in and you got to get out. You've got to find these ancient elven texts or carvings or uh, markings of long forgotten elven history and retrieve them. Um, I, 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 I don't like the idea of using a dragon directly as a villain as much as a overwhelming, overarching threat. So it's an environmental set piece. It's an environmental set piece that, I mean, you could go up and poke it with the sharp end of the uh, sword, see how that goes for you. It's not going to go well. But uh, have something pop up in its realm, in its its region, and now you are kind of doing this heist campaign where the, the casino boss at the end of the thing is a red dragon who will... Find out about your trespassing sooner or later. Hmm. Hmm. So that that's kind of the campaign. Uh, it, this probably not a full like one to twenty campaign. More like a something a, to build on, though. Something right? to build on. Something to right? build on. I like what you say. So Terry, what you got? Simba. And I'll expand. Please do. I like the idea. Everything the light touches. Of James Earl Jones. <laughs> of baboons rubbing fruit juice on your forehead? I like the idea of the uh, of the red dragon wormling running away from responsibilities. And you can... I said Simba because that's I an obvious one. I don't want to! It's your fucking <laughs> dad! It's a studio, dad! <laughs> but for whatever I reason... I swear it's real music! Latches onto your party. And all you gotta do is a few cutes... Get a little wormling and do a few cutesy songs. Like that, and the party will go, I'm adopting that fucking red dragon wormling immediately, and it becomes theirs, but we know that this dragon is destined to get bigger, is destined to grow, that everybody else in the world thinks that the dragon is evil. Give your party the conundrum of feeding it. Exactly. (laughs) But, so now this red dragon is part of your campaign, right, from level one, maybe level two, whatever, and is with them, but the threat increases all the time. Everybody else hates it. I get it with my dog, who's the sweetest, most loving dog ever, but looks fucking terrifying, and people will come at me on the street and will go, is your dog okay? I'm like, yeah, she's having the time of her life. She's, she's literally more afraid of you than you are of her. And this will be the idea with this. Cool. This dragon is getting bigger, it's getting scarier, and I love the idea of, if it not wanting to follow its destiny that it thinks it's supposed to, which is to become this this Cinder King type character, mm-hmm. uh, and just to see how that how that kind of evolves over the course of a campaign, because that will bring hell to you. Yeah, you're basically raising your doom, and all of the kings are going to say we need to kill this dragon before it gets too big and blah blah blah. But we know how what how um, parties get loyal to their pets and their mm-hmm. familiars and their NPCs. Make a few cutesy sounds at first, but then they get attached, and then the dragon can talk, and then, you know, yeah, maybe it gets pregnant, you know. There we go. And the bard is responsible. <laughs> the bard is responsible. Now for you created a, whole, a race of half-dragons. A whack of half-dragons running around. It bothers me that there is no half-dragon race. There's dragonborn, but there's no half-dragon. Uh, there's like a half-dragon race, but they're in one of the books. Yeah, as no, a, they're, they're monsters, a monster. They're monsters, yeah. They're, <coughs> they're not a race. 
but they don't need to be erased. You get all of your dragon shit from a million other different places in the player's handbook, right? Your draconic ancestry, this, and your dragonborn, that, and fuck, you even have kobolds and shit. Like, well, I don't my, need my, a half dragon. My, my only contention is the only playable character with wings is an Aarakocra. I don't want to play a bird person. Kanku? Take yeah, but they can't, they can't, they do have wings, but they're flightless. Oh, really? They're and wings. their hands. Their hands have evolved from their wings. I'm not sure they have wings. Eric Coker's the only one. Huh. The only like, Ace of Mars. Ace of yeah, Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, but it's fly. it's it's more of a jump than a than 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 well, wings. Well, my Ace of Mars can fly for one minute a day. And I know there's a variant tiefling that can do it, but Whatever. Like, I don't need to fly in combat. I I don't need a half dragon. Anyways, my answer for for a, a campaign long scenario. Allow me to paint you a word picture. First and foremost, uh, we're dealing with a standard high fantasy, low-level campaign. You guys start off at level 1 or 3 or whatever early on. And you're going around and you're fighting and and you've been tasked with doing, I don't know, errand-level jobs in Tier 1 for wizards and kings and important people. And you hear about other famous adventuring parties that actually sponsor you on a couple of things and so on and so forth. And then the Merchant Guild, the leader of the Merchant Guild, uh, is just no longer there. And you guys hear about fires that are that are being set, like an entire village burned down over on the other side of the mountain range. And, you know, people are talking about it, but it doesn't really affect you. And it's just little rumors. And then the wizard has disappeared. And then the, the palace burns down in the middle of the night. And nobody knows if the royal family got out. And all of this is just backdrop as there's slowly this crazy anarchy that's coming. All of the most high-powered people, high-level high priests... High level wizards are are disappearing. Um, there are uh, big, large guilds and farmsteads. Everything from farmsteads to, to kingdoms are are burning to the ground. All this fire stuff going on, and then it is revealed uh, mid tier three. There's an ancient red dragon that has moved into the nearby mountain range. Mm-hmm. But it's weird that they haven't had dominion over this area yet. And so as you are hunting down what happened to the wizard, and this is just a background detail about the red dragon, you're like, oh, I guess eventually we're fighting a red dragon, but who gives a shit, right? Right now we have to figure out what happened to the sorcerer guild, whatever, right? So you guys are off doing that, and the clues start to lead you towards cult members, because of course it does, but the cult members are all chaotic evil and don't seem to be working well together, and they're all in fear of uh, she who, who... I don't know, there's some crazy freaking title, she she with hot breath, but something like, like a little bit, yeah, right? But um, some some terrifying name or title, it doesn't lead you back to the Red Dragon immediately. And slowly you figure out that the Red Dragon has been kidnapping people. And there is a gold dragon that is in the area that he just fucking hates. And he has been kidnapping everybody to come up with ways to kill this gold dragon. And he's got everybody else it, like in cages in his lair, all these high-powered people, and if they don't do what he says, he burns down their village mm. or he kills the the king that they. Oh, so the instances are a direct response of what's has happened previously that you weren't aware of. Yeah. yeah, and so it's slowly revealed to you that this red dragon has been pulling the strings of absolutely everything this entire time, and you don't know it. And the red dragon, like like I say, intelligence of eighteen, just totally easily enraged. But it's smart enough to not fly off the handle at you. I, oh, oh, I still need you, goddamn. All right, that's it. I'm burning down your tower. 
I need a high-level wizard, so I'm just going to burn down your tower and kill all of your golems and homunculi that live inside of it, right? And and I, I need I need the priest, but I will burn down your temple, right? And so there's all of these threats. Instead of going after the players' families, go after the NPCs' families, right? And until like there's just like smoke on the horizon all of the time. Yeah. The skies are starting to get smoggy and 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 smoky and it visibility in like if you stand on top of a hill and look out the visibility is not as clear as it used to be. I like that for a sense of urgency if you don't know where this dragon is going to strike next yeah. and how long you have. It's almost like that serial killer type uh, type effect. Yeah, and yeah. and then you can have Someone that's really close to the party that has been like leveling up with you, more powerful, whatever that merchant or NPC, whoever it is, um, that's a close ally and has been for levels and levels and levels, now goes missing. And you guys decide, okay, we figured this out now, we're going to go fight this, or we're going to go up into the Red Dragon Lair, and you head up into the mountains, and the Red Dragon flies overhead towards your kingdom, or your keep, or your... Your home base and is flying there, and you have a choice to make. Do you go and rescue everybody while the red dragon's away, which is just gonna piss it off, <laughs> or do you go back and fight it out in the open? Yeah, outside of its lair. Yeah, which which way are you going with this? And that would be probably not the last thing to happen, but one of the last. Mm-hmm. My big question is: What is a red dragon gonna need all of these people to do? In order to kill a gold dragon. Right. And I don't have that answer off the top of my head. Something magic-y, right? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know yet. But we're going to need all of the king's gold to be able to buy the ships so that we can get all of the uh, ancient minerals from over here, the runic stones, and bring them over to this area so the wizard, or so the dwarves can break down the minerals to create the object for the artificer that he makes so the wizard can cast a spell. And it's this long, convoluted thing, but you're piecing it together over entire sessions and whatnot. I talked to you a few weeks ago about like uh, elemental dragons, like volcanic dragons. So maybe he needs all the greatest minds in the kingdom to, to imbue himself with an elemental, whatever, just to beef up his dragon breath or, (laughs) or maybe he needs to, um, maybe he was an adult dragon and you are going to push his body forward through time. So he can become an ancient dragon to take on the adult gold. Love it. So that, that there's that's my a sol- that's a solid campaign. I love that one. Yeah, I've I've been that one's been sitting on the back burner for me for like three years, and I'm just I'm not sure I'm ever going to get around to it. Right? That's that's a good solid campaign. I got two or three other things that I'm really excited about first. Man, and that's it. Red dragons. No, I I, I absolutely love red red dragons. Um, we've mentioned before what are like we've now done all the chromatic red dragons, guys. All the, yes, all one of the chromatic red dragons. Sorry, we've done all of the chromatic dragons, guys. <laughs> Technically, there's four, but um, we've done all of the chromatic dragons. Which is your favorite? Now that we're done all all of them, what's your favorite? Am I? Are we rolling? Sure. No? Yeah, sure. sure let's why not? That's what we promised the people, right? Ten. Natural twenty. Fourteen. Twenty. I had a natural 14. one before, so I'm like I'm. You're balanced. All right. Yeah. Oh, last night I rolled a disadvantage. You got twenty and a one. Fucking shoot me. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, so, I still like green best. 
Green yeah. is still my favorite. Green is They're so just new, conniving. They're plotting. You think you've beaten them, but no, they've got six contingency plans going off. And the, even if you kill it, it has shit going on that you will feel for the next few levels, right? If you kill me, then my agent that has been watching your family. Yeah. Will, will know. That's so green. Yeah, you're right. right. And yeah. I just, I like, you don't win against a green dragon. You just defeat it and hope for the best. Yeah. It's like, P.S. I love you, but bad stuff. P.S. Fuck you. That's what that's <laughs> a green dragon. Is that not the same? Uh, never mind. No. <laughs> Yikes. Um, I, you know what? I, I love reds. They've got a very special place in my heart. I, I gotta say, I still love my blues. Yeah. I, I, I love, I love the, the boastfulness of them and, and, and the, the openness for more of a, uh, social aspect to them. Like, red dragons are just going to kill you. Blacks are going to peel you. Whites are going to hunt you. And, uh, greens are going to manipulate you. Blues are going to they could really go anyway. They could go. Right. They could go however they wish. So I feel a little bit more free with the blue. With blues, and it's really up to you which way they go. Yeah. Right. Like. But yeah. like, I think the blue is the DM's dragon, where you you can have a blue stand in for yourself. Yeah. And be like, hey assholes. Right. And talk directly to your party. Yeah. If you're not even doing a voice, just I am a blue dragon, and you guys need to stop splitting the party. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> Because you might piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> and then, ooh. <coughs> Derek, what about you? Uh, it seems so boring that we're sticking with uh, what it was previously, but I just love blacks. I love their their sadistic nature. I love that. I, I, that's what I find truly terrifying. Yes, the might of the red dragon, their rage, but the black dragon is not going to kill you quickly. It's not rage. I, yeah, a black dragon wants to see how long you can live without... As many bones as it can extract, right? Like, yeah, it's exactly, exactly. It's yeah. How long can they keep you alive? But that being that being said, red is my second favorite. Red, yeah. red is my second as well. Mostly because with red, I find red maybe the black dragons, but reds are the ones that have the you know traditional fervent cultists who fear them deeply. Like I, I, I. I I could I could find myself doing more to build a fully formed campaign around a red dragon than I can a black dragon. Hmm. What was the consort of Tiamat's name? Ephelon? Uh, uh, something like that. Something like that that's involved with the Gith Yankee. Uh, sorry, yeah, Gith Yankee. Ephelimos, uh, I think? Ephelimon. Ephelimon, yeah. yeah. It was a black dragon? Or? No, it, it, was, was a red, it was a red dragon. Red. It was the consort of Tiamat. And he was the one that, that introduced the idea of the fact that, um, Gith, capital G, the person, yeah. was dead. And that, but it's okay because the dragon's going to team up with the Gith Yankee moving forward, right? So, yeah. so I, I like the idea. How was that a red dragon? Doesn't that seem like a blue or a green or even a black? Right. Well, it's just weird that that one's a red dragon, but it, it lends the idea that, and again, an 18 in intelligence, it lends the idea that these are, hyper-intelligent creatures still. Hmm. They're still smarter than half of your party. Yeah, it depends. It has a little bit of a green... Like, green dragon strikes me as, like, Jafar-type. Yeah, but the moment that he became a genie, he was a red dragon. He went red, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right? And and that, I think, is the difference between them. The only reason why it makes sense that Ephelimon is a red dragon is because they are, and they believe this to the core of their 
being, they are the chosen of dragonkind by Tiamat. Like, yeah, but, the other but, dragons are, you know, offspring of Tiamat, yes. But we are chosen by Tiamat. We, All of those are the bastard children. We're the beloved son. That's what this is. Yeah, and, and I like him as a as a consort of, like, I personally know. I feel like most ancient red dragons have spoken with Tiamat. Oh, they're name dropping? Yo, that's absolutely <laughs> right. So I, fucking so, so I was Tia. out at dinner with Tia the other day. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I call it Tia. She doesn't matter. I call her Matt. <laughs> Five, there's five heads. <laughs> Am I speaking to Tia or Matt right now? But, but the no. white and the green love it, but the rest of them aren't thrilled. <laughs> but the the idea of this of this red dragon just having a personal relationship with Tiamat and and being what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I, I just get, I guess just more special than all of the other ones. Yeah, that interests me as well because I think that there's. It's not just that they think they're better, like like the blue. And it's not their inferiority complex, which is what I would put on a green, and even a black to a certain degree as well. Yeah. Right. These guys, they know it in their heart that they're special, they're chosen. But they are, right? Like, yeah. that's, objectively speaking, they are the special yeah. ones. These are the important ones. And if you are, I, I have trouble building an entire campaign around a green dragon. Or a blue dragon, or a black dragon. They they are a top tier set piece. Absolutely, they're not the end goal of the campaign. A red dragon can be. Yeah, yeah and as much as we, as I did say earlier that oh, I like them to be controlled, maybe by like the staff of dragon. Yeah, I still twitch thinking about that stupid movie. Jeremy Irons, come on, man. Hey, Make he was the best choices. part of that movie. He really, truly was. I did but see it, but it was when you come out like two. That's the movie you saw. You fuck. <laughs> I was a child, Adam. I'd not even begin to annoy you at that point. <laughs> but I don't God. know what annoys me most about that movie. The I can't remember. controlling dragons, like controlling red dragons with his little red dragon or the staff, beholder dogs. or the or the beholder watchdogs. I don't know what annoys me more about that movie. I think it's the beholder watchdogs. Uh, for me. It's whatever that shit was in what's his dude's uh, blue lips ears, right? Oh yeah. What was that? And then nothing. Beca- All right, you know what? Fine, fuck it. I what a garbage movie. But the idea of you know what? If you kill me, you will release the red dragon. And then, but of course, you have to kill him, yeah. right? And then the red dragons come, and you got to fight the the big red dragon. Like that mm-hmm. makes sense to me as a big final set piece. Also, the idea of the red dragon cult makes a lot of sense too. But I feel like even though they are they're chaotic, right? Oh yeah, of course they are. But. I feel like a cult needs to be lawful to some degree. Mm. And so like I... You just catch these fucking Motley Crue all the time. Even Motley Crue has a freaking agent and a manager. Even Motley yeah, Crue know they have to be at the show at 8pm. Like, yeah. yeah. The the cults you see are the chaotic evil ones. <laughs> the cults that run the run the show, they're all awful. Yeah, right? well, they'll I, just be like, alright, you, t- you know, seven crazies, you could go over there and burn down that warehouse well i i think that they're going to be the mouthpiece the red dragon's not going to talk to them directly right the 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 cult leader is going to like come in close the door behind him so they'll be like so she's very displeased with what's happened (laughs) the the next has no eyebrows (laughs) battalion seven did not is dead (laughs) yeah Um, so congratulations you battalion eight are now battalion seven has been cleansed yeah battalion seven has been cleansed <laughs> right and, and that's just it and and all of the i don't know bugbears orcs gnolls or well not gnolls but <laughs> okay so 
there is a farmstead that needs to be burned to the ground because a gold piece is missing, and and she will be heading north, so you must be heading south to enact and exact her will. And I'm going to stay here and recount the gold to make sure nothing else is going right. And like, yeah. there's got to be a manager of this. This is definitely a band manager, right? Or or an actor's agent, right? Like, yeah. she wants only yellow skittles in the bowl, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the dressing exactly. room. But I have a feeling this guy's either a half elf or a no. Yeah, just because you think everyone's a gnome. I, I I see him as actually kind of a mid-level devil. Oh yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, I I love that idea. She specifically requested killing all of the gnomes. You've killed the halflings. This is going to affect the relationship <laughs> with the blue in the south. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing. <laughs> no, but I think that would be that would be a lot of fun. You know, uh, actually, I see this as a fire genasi. Oh yeah, 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 cool. An evil fire genasi that's. That's in this for the profit and the protection and everything else. And, I mean, red dragons can't live forever, right? So yeah. maybe I can get a little something, and right? And they, they could have their own spin on it. And they're the real big bad evil guy for the entire campaign because they're the other one pulling the strings. But then, nope, they were working for the red dragon all along, and here it is, and this is what you have to deal with. Yeah, so. yeah. Love no, I, I absolutely love it for sure. Um, well, guys, that'll be it for uh, this episode on Red Dragons. Unless you guys have any other final thoughts. That's just it, man. That's the end of Chromatic Dragons. It is. Well, hold on. I got one final thought. What does a red dragon egg look like? Um, black with... It's like uh, molten lava. With like molten lines. Of, like veins yeah, of yeah. lava. Yeah. Of, yes. And it's constantly smoking and steaming. It's too hot to touch. And, like, paper and uh, highly flammable materials just instantly ignite around and I it. think when it cracks, it's like the lava leaks out kind of like yolk and the yep. dragon is revealed inside of it. Cool. No, I'm into that. There's nothing that I inherently disagree Because with. what that means is if you come across the hatchery, then you have an environmental hazard in a puzzle of the when they're cracking, the floor is leaking out and becoming lava. Well, as well. I, I like the idea of you got to find this this red dragon egg, and you walk into had the hatchery, whatever, yeah. right, where, where it's being stored, and you walk in, and you just can't find it. There's an altar there, and there's scorch marks all over the place, but it's it's not there. You did pass by a giant pool of water that's bubbling in the first. Oh room, yeah, 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 right. And there's just steam in this area, and everyone's just like, oh, because hot springs and so on and so forth, right? But no, the the red dragon egg is in the water to keep it cool so it doesn't hatch right now yeah, while yeah. they're trying to like, get the nursery ready because fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, the nursery's not painted yet. We're not ready. And that's the fire genasi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Yeah. I'm cool. Now, she said crimson walls. These are clearly scarlet. <laughs> She's going to lose her fucking mind. Uh, okay. Uh, just real quick. We have talked about what Blue dragon eggs look like, and what red dragon eggs look like. Yeah. We're missing the other three. No, I think we t touched on white, right? They're just like uh, solid ice. Solid, solid. Just solid, like blue ice or white ice? I think that you can see inside of a white dragon egg. Like, it is clear ice. You can see the white dragon forming inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. What about uh, a black? Black dragon egg, I imagine, would be... You, you know you know the eggs from of uh, the xenomorphs and alien right that's what I was gonna say yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all open and they're, they're like kind of fleshy yeah and like, rather than hard shell because they're very gaunt and kind of yeah, yeah that, I like the idea of it get the it, it it is like fleshy but and it, just like acid and tendrils and they, slime they don't everywhere. crack so much as they kind of just peel away yeah they just kind of deteriorate they just open out on the top that's yeah. it mm. 
And what, what does that green. leave us with? Green? A green, I think, is just traditional, like... Well, as long big... as there's also green ham beside it, Dan. I... <sighs> Dan, I am. <laughs> I both hate and respect you. Thank you for listening to It's a Mimic. Check us out online at itsamimic.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have questions you would like answered by the guys on the show? Send them an email to itsamimic at gmail.com. Tune in every Tuesday for more. What you got for us, Terry? What's your favorite conspiracy theory? Like, do we believe in? Or it's just so fucking ridiculous that... Well, you tell... If you guys have conspiracy theories, tell them to me. I don't have any, really. Like, I... Some people are... It depends what you know. You might be in, might be into the towers there. Some people are in the old Twin Towers. No, I I, I, I like to think I'm a fairly logical person. So a lot of that stuff, I'm just all like, this is someone looking for some sort of... Like, they're just looking for a reason to be mad. Maybe. That's what a lot of conspiracy theories... Why was an me. entire wing of the Pentagon empty when a plane fucking flew into it, Dan? Uh, oh. At what? 9.30 in the morning or whatever it was? Because it was 9.30 morning and the government workers... I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I'm just saying it's there, right? Some people think that Hitler lives in Argentina. Yeah, no, I don't know. Look, I love conspiracy theories. I love my Area 51 shit. But, I mean, I don't believe it. It's just a fun thought exercise. Yeah. But at some point, there's some that you're like, this isn't even really a theory anymore. Like the idea of, of we start a, the Americans start a war every time that the, the election or the campaign uh, mm-hmm. trail is starting to gear up again. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's not a theory, right? That... That just happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's some stuff. And like, at what point do you start believing in shadowy organizations? Yeah. Like, well, actually, I, I, I kind of do have one. Because um, do we include like Bigfoot? Right. And, if there was and, any and conspiracy theory in here, if there was any conspiracy theory that I do not believe it. It's definitely Bigfoot, Sasquatch. Really? All that stuff. What? That's the only fucking species in the forest that we haven't found yet. Well, no, they they discover new species every single day. Okay, but you would think you'd discover one the size of a gorilla pretty fast. Maybe they they discover new ones every day in the ocean because we know more about space than we do about the ocean. True, but But they also find some in like the deep, dark jungles and forests in the interior. No, well, they think Bigfoot's North America, right? Well, Bigfoot's North America, yeah, but I mean, Sasquatch, Sasquatch is a little bit further south. It's cousin the Yeti, and the it would have been discovered by now. It's like (laughs) that's like okay, look, we found all kinds of bear. We found all the cougars and the big cats. That Bigfoot's got to be out here somewhere. Maybe it's just not there. Nope, definitely is. There's definitely three of them. Like, <laughs> is is the plural Bigfoots or Bigfeet? I would say Bigfoots because Bigfoot is a proper name. Oh, yeah. Well, Bigfoot. The well, I always make the Sasquatches. Why the hell are they not called the Toronto Maple Leaves? Because that drives me fucking insane. The fact that they're the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Ugh. It annoys me. That's hockey, America. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it took me years to get over the fact that people called the Canadian, uh, the Montreal Canadiens, the Habs. I did not know why. I'm like, I, why is that? What? Uh, it, uh, they are the Habitants, I think is what it is. They're like, th- that is what they title themselves. Really? Yeah. And it's French, but, it's French Canadian, but it's spelled, Montreal but it's spelled, Cana- uh, Canadian, but it's spelled with Canadian, e. yeah. which is like French. French for Canadian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the H, which a lot of people say, oh, the H stands for, you know, Habs. It's the Habitants. No, it's hockey. H stands for hockey. Mm. That's what it stands for. I did a big deep dive into, like, 
hockey names and and even ones from the past and how clubs came by their names. Mm. A lot of it's really weird. Others is just like you know, no, they they held a they held a pole. Hmm. Well, this has become hockey, and so <laughs> uh, conspiracy theories, hockey. Okay, that's it. That's all we have on conspiracy theories. I think. Oh, I'm off my little world just sitting here running the math on whether or not there are shadow 9-11 gets me, though. 9-11 does get me. 9-11 doesn't get me. No way. You know what? You want to know how jet fuel can melt beams? Is because that heat had nowhere else to go except into the metal. Yes, if I light a fire out in the open, it's like if you close your fist around a firecracker, it's going to blow your hand off. But if you have an open palm and put it on top, it's just going to burst and you're... But imploding down like a controlled demolition? You don't don't think the architects would have done that on purpose in order to try to build a a, a tower that size to collapse in a specific way if it were to happen? Maybe, but also the Pentagon wing gets me... I think that it is lucky more than anything else. Also, the plane hit the ground first, and mm-hmm. so it didn't have full contact with the building itself, mm-hmm. or we would have seen more wreckage. So I think it's lucky more than anything else that there was nobody hurt right. inside. And then, guess what? The moment that the plane hit, guess who all left? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. this. some of this stuff is... is That's true. It yeah. can, can be logicked away at some point. And then there are. What about all of the selling of the stocks the day before or something? Like the price quadrupled and everybody sold their stock or something like that? I think that people are looking for trends after the fact. Correlation does not equal causation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I will say I'm definitely in the camp that does believe that there is some sort of like. Upper echelon of power that uses the systems and laws we have in place. CEO of freaking the Bank of China and shit, right? Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not even Walmart. (coughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, It is. It is, and it's not governments. It's the people that own the governments, right? right? But okay, here's one for you: moon landing. Moon landing. Moon landing totally happened. One hundred percent. My gram, my grandma at one point was a no. It was in a shot. It never happened. And I just sit down, and have a serious like heart to heart with her, and be like, listen, as much as I love sci-fi, I cannot be the the nerd who loves sci-fi and has a grandma who does not believe in the moon landing. We need to work this out. Okay. And like moon landing happened. I believe you guys if you say it did happen. Yeah. Was there? Do you think there was a guy in the grassy knoll? What's the grassy knoll? Yes. The, the second shooter for JFK's assassination. Oh, uh, I don't know enough about that one to, to yes, comment. I would say there was. That's so weird. Yeah. You know what? That one's hard to tell. Forensic evidence is was not as good back then as it is now, and everyone seems to think that it is. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What else? What are the other big conspiracy theories? I don't know what the other big ones are. I'm not big on the lizard people. No. Fuck the lizard people. No. What about mole men? No. Mole men are just less effective lizard people. Okay. Um... Uh, I don't think there's anything in Area 51. I think uh, if you were hiding stuff, it's like the whole idea that the, the devil's greatest trick was proving to you that he never existed. Tell everyone that it's in Area 51. It's over oh, here. Yeah. Like, the, go to the heart of the Nevada desert. There's totally a base over there that has aliens in it. But ha, don't go. Ha, ha, you're not allowed to go. Lock it down. Yeah, no. Somewhere underneath, like, uh, a, a military base in Connecticut. Is where they hold the aliens. Because, I've well, here we go. I've been a soldier, and you must be fucking high if you think that 19-year-old private that's standing on the gate that knows what he's guarding is not going down the bar after work and piss drunk and telling fucking everybody that oh, there's aliens over there. We have there. Snapchat today, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. This is why there's no Bigfoot, right? Is the fact that we, have we seen, haven't seen Bigfoot uh, big celebrity buttholes at this point. <laughs> you, you think that we're going to... Look, we've seen big, hairy, nasty things before. Yeah. You think that Bigfoot's not on that list? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. What about Nessie? No. 
No, Dan. Loch Ness is not that big. No, it's a small lake. If we have fish finders, we definitely have Loch Ness monster finders. If you have a half Which a brain about ecology and the amount of food that's necessary to feed a creature. Feed that, that thing. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> this is my problem with dragons, and I know that, like, we just did an episode on dragons. But, but how do they survive? Yeah, <laughs> but, like, they must eat so, so much. much food that, like, it's such an issue that the idea that, oh, there's three dragons living in this country. No, there isn't. <laughs> There absolutely is not. The They're amount, the skinniest black dragons that you have ever the seen. The amount of, like, cattle and farms... And what's your name? Anorexia! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just not possible. It's not possible. Fuck. It's not even this... Well, they say that, uh, you know, a liger, like a lion and a tiger, it's not even possible for them to survive in the mm. wild. It's too, they're too big. They need too many calories yeah. to survive. Can do. Red dragons, straight off the gate, have more hit points. Nope, straight off the bat, Dan. Straight off the bat, have more... Sorry, Terry. <laughs> straight out straight out the bat. Nope. Straight straight off the bat. Is that it? No. Oh my God. Straight out of the gate. I straight... Might, <laughs> I might kill you tonight. <laughs> You better remove my shirt, Dan. All right, well, I was going to cut that out and leave it, but nope. That's going to be an end credits tag. That's what that is.